on this episode of beer blues and bs we got a little bit of everything for you we got good news we got bad news we got hot takes we got controversies we got fat bears i'm telling you this is a great episode now if i could only remember what the bad news was that i wrote on the run sheet i'll I'll figure it out but until then welcome to a good place in a world where every rob steve and lane has a podcast two good brothers will try to rise above the rest Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer Blues and BS, the podcast that's more relevant than a Wilford Brimley reference. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here. As always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder! How you doing tonight? Well, Howard, you gotta check your beer and check your beer often. I just wait for you to randomly say diabetes, but you know, that's just uh Diabetes. There we go. Now the now the people are happy. Now the people you gotta give them what they want. Yeah, I, I would answer your question, but instead of answering your question, I will, in return, ask you a question. How are you doing? Um, well, I'm here, um, mm. and highly medicated because uh, Kidder, we, uh, my wife's family are out at the family farm. They're they're doing some work cleaning out uh, my wife's grandma's old house, and. Uh, Junior wanted to go out and see the farm, so we decided to take the kids out there and have dinner with everybody. But they've been pulling stuff out of the upstairs room, so like the dust and in that house was so bad that like my allergies flared off, my lungs began to seize up. It, it it's been fun. So I raced home, took some allergy med, and I'm recovering. Um, got most of my lungs back in time for this but maybe some coughing um otherwise you know yeah work stuff got to travel to the chateau that was always nice for a interesting meeting that i might bring up later um other than that and some early onset alzheimer's where i can't remember what the hell topic three is uh you know i'm doing all right i'm doing all right well, that's good. Should we start drinking? I, you know, I, I kind of thought that was the question you were going to ask me, but uh, we might as well get her. Like find out what's on tap. Zig when you think that we're going to zags. Just mm. exciting that way. Yeah. Of course, if you zig and zag, then, you know, we'll never finish this podcast. Yeah. Kind of like normal normal episode so what are you drinking uh no man you you know since you got the beer fridge i've noticed that i tend to have to always go first on this oh well would you like me to go first because you're stalling Uh, i'm not really stalling i'm just reaching for my beer which is (laughs) taking place over here 
I mean, I, I could go slower. <clears throat> I'm going to start drinking without you. <laughs> That's the kind of week I had. I would say, kid, that you're you're being a bit surly, which is fitting since my beer comes from the Surly Brewing Company. It is, and uh, I'm going to try my best at this, but it's Italian and in a crazy Italian font, so it's hard to read. Uh, it's a Mazafito. Mazafito. It's an Italian pills style. So uh, there we go. The Mazafito. And uh, hey, if I said that wrong, please correct me in the comments. You know, that'd be great. Uh, this is an Italian style pilsner with such great tasting notes, Kidder. Check these out because this will tell you everything you need to know about this beer. It is crisp, it's hoppy, and it's breathtaking. Breathtaking it's isn't really simply a... astounding. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not a tasting note. Uh, anyway, 5% alcohol by volume, brewed and canned by the Surly Brewing Company of Minneapolis and Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. And telling by the number of dents in this can, Kidder, this probably came from Brooklyn Center. Yeah, anyway. That's a joke that only uh, the Midnight Rocker will probably get, being he's our Twin Cities local. Kidder, I'm already going to tell you this thing is angry. I got the head of the beer already outside the can. So there's that for you. No real scent to it, but of course my nose could be stuffed up from all that dust and debris earlier. That is a hoppy pilsner. Breathtaking. Not as much as that dust cloud. But uh, it's a bit dry. Yeah. I mean, it, it is crisp. It is hoppy. I'll give it both of those. Those those are definitely good descriptions. But um, yeah, I don't know if it's breathtaking. But it's all right. Um, I, I, I would say if you're not a fan of the hoppy beers like the IPAs, you probably wouldn't like this. Mm. But if you, you like a good hoppy beer, it's nice. It's light. You know, I'd give it a... Yeah. 3.5. Sounds like a good rating. Sounds like a very good rating. So, uh, Kidder, hmm. what you got yeah. over there? What you having? What you well, you're, you went to Minnesota. So, I might as well join you. And uh, the interesting thing about this can is I noticed that there's at least one kind of oddly shaped dent in, in the can as well. So, maybe it's just a Minnesota thing. They don't like their beer cans smooth and easily handled. You got to put a crease or some dents into it. I will give this one a float this evening from the Bent Paddle Brewing Company in Duluth, Minnesota. It's craft brewed. 14 degrees ESB is what this one is called. And you can find out what they are uh, doing and bending tradition at bentpaddlebrewing.com. This Herber 
is 5.6% alcohol by volume is 12 fluid ounces. This uh, is Lake Superior. Oh, wait, hold on. Back up, back up. It's an extra special amber ale, which you know that I like the uh, amber ales. A fun fact, apparently, Lake Superior's average temperature is 42 degrees. They serve their beer at 42 degrees. Coincidence? They think not. I prefer my beer a little colder, like 38 degrees, which I believe is the official temperature of the Triple B fridge. No, I don't have a thermometer in there, and no, I'm not going to get one. I'm just going to throw that little nougat out there. Let's see. This is from Duluth. It contains water, hops, malt, and yeast. Not to be confused with ye. So we'll pop that into the old North Dakota fighting Sioux. Yeti! Pop this thing open. Oh, that uh, that's ambery. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And smell the hops right at the top. Just uh, almost like an IPA smell to it, which is interesting for an amber ale. Lots of hops. But you get the notes, like the the toasted notes after it. So that's better. The better part of it. Um, would would I have, I don't know, 12 of these? No. Um, we'll see how it grows on me. It's, it's not terrible. It's not an IPA, but but it is pretty hoppy. For, a, for an amber ale. All right. <clears throat> I'm a little feisty. I'm a little worked up this week. You know, I would say the line, but it's your line. And so I want to get right to it. This is pissing me off. We are just two avalanche games into the official start of the NHL season. They did some preseason games, you know, but those don't matter. Started the national broadcast and boom, all the broadcasters are in cahoots with this. The NHL. I'm sorry, future Howard. They got this advertising now. And, and it's truly pissing me off. You watch the game and you're like, what the hell is it? This is stupid. What kind of bullshit is this? What kind of bonehead piece of shit approved this? It's terrible. It's garbage. So what is it specifically? Got a couple images for you. But the thing about it is, if you you know are watching this, you'll understand. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, please go to the show notes. Visit our video version and watch this. They, as in the NHL, have approved advertising sales on a chroma key system of sorts. Uh, Maybe chroma key is the wrong word, but overlay, and it uses keying. In the technical term, it looks for a color, i.e. white, 
and the area of the boards and it covers up the boards with a digital advertisement to make it look like the boards. So you're watching a hockey game pretty much every year that you've ever watched a hockey game and you see Rydell, Bobcat of Grand Forks, the Ralph Engelstead Arena, Buffalo Wild Wings, Lucky's 13 Pub, etc., etc. And you're like, yep, they got the dashers, the advertising, it's there. Well, now that it's 2022, starting off the season, we got this new technology to screw up your world. The main camera has spatial recognition abilities, and so it tries to paint and chroma key. So it's looking for the white on the top and the bottom around the edge of the rink. And then it overlays the graphic in a 3D world. Now, the problems. Number one, it sucks. Number two, it's annoying and it's distracting. Number three, the technology is not good enough to actually work smoothly and look like it's in the arena. Number four, they tried it with the end sponsors on the glass when they would pan back and forth, and half the time that crap didn't work. Number six, hey, guess what? Most of the teams in the NHL for their away jerseys have white. What color are the boards, and what color is the ice? White, you morons. So, oh, uh, what color are half the official shirt? The, the official shirts, right? Half, 50% of the, their shirt. Let me explain it six different ways in the same method. The officials are white and black. Their shirts key out too. What is wrong with you people? So, you get in a game. And then, you see it. The camera's still, the ad is there, and it's moving graphics. It's not just a stationary graphic. So the play is going on back and forth, and you see all this shit happening in the background, and you're like, what the fuck is that? You can't pay attention to the actual game because it's all over the place. And then there, the action picks up, so you're going north and south. You're going back and forth pretty quick. Well, guess what? The technology isn't that good. And so the refresh rate, i.e. the frame rate of what you're watching, isn't fast enough to refresh and make it look natural. So it starts glitching out as you're panning back and forth. And it looks like shit. So, did you get a chance to take a look at the the image, uh, you know, since it, of course, you know, was on the screen, so you saw it? I, uh, you know, I, I did pull it up and, and take a look. Um, I, I really want to see, and I'll have to see if I can find some video um, of it. I, actually, it looks like in function you started describing this kidder all i could imagine were all of the the problems and the issues 
that clearly had to arise uh, from this. You know, uh, just just because, like, I've done some some chroma key stuff for this show, right? There's there's been a couple of times where we have taken some uh, some stuff and chroma keyed mm-hmm. out things, and it doesn't work even well then. So mm-hmm. I see it. We're getting some video. Now, uh, some some guy apparently in Canada was uh, watching this. So you cut to the cameras that are close, and they're regular views like you would normally see. And then you cut to the main camera, and you have this god-awful advertisement replacing all of the boards. And then you go to a replay, and it's the ads that are in the arena. And, and then... You can see the finger fingers pointing there as well. But in the hockey sticks, it's keying out. The jerseys, it's keying out. Sometimes the, the players and the officials end up hiding behind it because the, the system thinks that they aren't supposed to be there in front of it. So it puts it over them. Like, this is absolute trash. It takes away from the entire broadcast and there's so many people complaining about it so for once it's not just me having a problem with it but you know it's another way for the nhl to make a buck but you see you know how back and gonna, forth it's all blurry and stuff yeah it's just terrible I, it, it's hard to see just kind of from the the video quality uh, that you're you're showing at least on my end it's kind of a little like it's a little leggy already so it's kind of hard to see anything but i'm taking your word for it kidder because oh it doesn't get much better in real time yeah uh, but but I'll, I'll put it even this way kidder i you know because of covid we've all done a lot of teams and zoom meetings and google meet and all of that and i, I think all of us can say or at least i can say there's nothing more annoying to me than when people put up a background behind them it's the most distracting thing for me because they disappear. They, you know, cause they lean too far back or they come forward or when they do this and part of it disappears. And so having that in my hockey, I, I can't imagine. And I could tell you, I, I, Oh, I, I don't even like the idea. And here's the other interesting thing. Like if you were going to do this, I think you need to invest in uh, technology Oh wow! There, okay, there. I'm seeing it where it's keying out the players. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrible. Yep. If, I, and, if you and this is live broadcast, or it was from a live broadcast. You see how it glitches? Yeah. And, uh, obviously, even at the slower frame rate that uh, the the whole thing is sharing it, uh, this is absolute trash. Yeah, I. You know, if, if you wanted to do something like that, okay. Really, the tech that you need to invest in is the same tech and augmented reality that like the WWE uses, where you place it within the camera. It's not keying anything out. It's physically, physically, in a virtual sense, there and 
tied to a spot. And if somebody goes in front of it, then it just it actually blocks it. That's what you have to do if you wanted to make that work. But that's an expensive technology. You know, that's not cheap. But I will also say there are groups like the NFL with their first down lines and their lines of scrimmage and they're painting that on the field and they don't have the same problems that this does. So it's one of those things. Like I won't fault them for trying to get extra advertising dollars, but you should damn well make sure it works before you do it. And in a way that's not going to bother people. So Gosh, Kidder, now you now you got me upset. Good. Get pissed because then there'll be more of us, more than two of us. Yeah. Get this crap out of here. Stupid. 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 Yeah. Well, let's hope you join join in on that. Well, uh, since we're on the uh the bad news train, Kidder, you want some bad news? Well, not really. Maybe. Sure. Let's go for it. Okay. And, uh, Kidder, I, I, for those, because for the audience, you, you, you didn't get to see our pre-show thing here where I totally blanked what the bad news was that I had to share. And it's been driving me nuts this whole time thinking about it because it's like, I, I knew it was bad. I knew it was going to spark conversation, and I knew it involved another member of the Triple B family, but I couldn't remember what it was. Kidder, I, I then came up with, like, well, what's some other bad news I could share so that we don't waste this topic? I could talk about the fact that uh, I've been part of this uh, Medora area planning stakeholders group that's looking at developing a plan for Medora. And part of that was a DOT traffic survey of Pacific Avenue that is recommending not one, not two, but three roundabouts on Pacific Avenue and Medora. Because I knew that, but that's not it, Kidder. So I, I won't bring that up except to do this oh, you, you, intro that I just did. You brought no, it Kidder. up and now I'm pissed. Well, this is going to make you upset, but this is also going to make one JS gunslinger upset Kidder on Monday. I walked into my holiday gas station to get my morning coffee and I was going to pick up a box of the one chip challenge because JS gunslinger said he would be willing to do it on the show. Kidder. They sold out over the weekend. Who buys those things? I, why? I it, there aren't wrong. that many podcasts in this town, and damn it, they're not as anywhere near as good as ours anyway. So who the hell's doing it? I I don't know, Kidder. I I just know that like last Friday when we recorded, you said, "Hey, I talked to JS. He's down for the one chip challenge." I'm like, "Sweet, I will pick one up." So we have it. And I kid you not, I literally walked in. I got my coffee. I went over to where the stand was and has been. And they were gone. They were they were all gone. I, I, I couldn't believe it. They were gone. So um, I haven't checked out the other two holiday gas stations in Bismarck because they're kind of far from me. But we may have to get her. We may have to look at this bullshit. 
20 bucks I... for this stupid chip. And it's the same one that you, you saw, right? Right. That they were selling for eight ninety nine. Hey, look at that. A 2.2 out of 5 rating. That's going to be high quality. Look at this. 3811. $33 for two of them. $210 for 12 of them. Get the hell out of here. Who is scalping one chip challenge chips? That's Listen. Okay. I've talked about on the podcast before uh GW's board game Curse City and the kerfuffle that was that mess. They recently released an expansion kitter and they've been having to refund a bunch of people who pre-ordered because they didn't get enough copies. And there are people scalping that for like a thousand dollars, you know, for an expansion that doesn't even contain miniatures. But I can kind of get that because people do that with board games. They speculate, they buy extra copies, they use it to fund their addiction. I get that. But this is the one chip challenge. Who scalps this? Who speculates like, I think there may be a secondary market for the one chip challenge. I'm going to make 20 bucks off this. <sighs> you know, okay. I pull this up because I found their website. I and looking at this. I, I either had this haunted ghost pepper or this fiery chile lemon that I found at a Best Buy store in of all places Omaha it was so, it was the ghost pepper because I remember you shared it with me it, it was this this one it was that one so hot enough like stupid hot oh apparently the chip is also like black reaper and uh, face the reaper. Okay. So product US Canada only has Carolina Reaper and Scorpion Peppers. Let's see what it does if I click buy now. Oh, good. Right back to the home page. Okay. Um, let's see if we can find the store. Wow. Very great. I was hoping it would be an interactive map, but no. Holidays listed on there. Hy-V, Pilot, Casey's, 7-Eleven, Walgreens, Safeway, and several others, including an Amazon Fresh, which we don't have anywhere near us. So, Yeah. So that was the bad news, Kidder. I was totally planning to pick one of these up that JS could have it on the show since he was a willing volunteer uh, trying to provide us with some content. But no, they're gone. They're gone. Well, at that one store. So you know what and this means. We, we got to go to holiday. I am uh, nominating you uh, on your travels. So you need to go to all of the holidays in town <laughs> And get uh, a cup of coffee and see if they have the chips. And if they have the chips, then find at least one. 
but but Kinner, clearly we can speculate on this and we should buy five and sell the other four at 30 bucks a piece apparently and make a damn profit on here making beer blues and bs finally History. profitable <laughs> for like a day profitable in one enterprise <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to change the the opening to the show. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS, the podcast that speculates in the hot chip challenge market. Is it hot or not? That's the question. Yeah. So there you go, Kidder. Well, I'll keep an eye out. And I do travel the state quite a bit. And I got a couple of trips coming up. So I will keep an eye. I will stop at holiday gas stations as I go. We'll see if we can't locate one of these. But right now, it's not looking good. Not looking good for us actually having the one chip challenge on the show. And I'm glad I remembered it because it was just as good of content as I thought it would be when I put it on the run sheet today. Some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Kidder, we've been doing a lot of bad news. Let's let's make a U-turn. Or in the case of a roundabout, go all the way around. Let's get some good news. Let's 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 bring up the mood here. Let, let's 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 get a bit happy. Mm-hmm. Do you have some good news? I just so happen to have. A little bit of good news. And what is it? Well, well, my brother. Look at this. I have some good news. That's right. The new Belgium mountain time. But you got all this other shit in with it. So I have three new Belgium mountain times. <laughs> and at least three IPAs. Well, probably at least six IPAs. Uh, <clears throat> yes, there there are three dark ales, which I am interested to try. And then the Imperial IPA, the Voodoo Ranger. And then a Citrus IPA, which is the Citrus Rescue, which oddly enough has googly eyes on it. I don't really what? know why. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It it does have googly eyes on it. Yeah. I, now now if it would only focus, then it would really it would really emphasize. I I don't know what to tell you, Kidder, but once again, your camera has uh, refused to take its ADHD medicine. Oh, there you go. Now it did. Now it's fine. It's fine. Damn it! Look at that premium logger. Mountain time, delicious, tasty, and then that shit, and then there's there's this this other shit. See, it's even better. It's it's got ventilation built in. Mm. So the interesting thing before we continue along, uh, I happened to as I was looking for that, and then went <gasps> mountain time. I saw the other Voodoo Ranger. 12 packs and 12 whole beverages of Voodoo Ranger IPA. How much do you think that was on sale? Uh, 350 Bob. I need about 350 I ain't giving you no 350 I mean, you're almost right. It was 6 bucks. 
six bucks. The other stuff's like 15. Like, wow. Even they don't like their product. Ah, man, we made too much of this trash. We got to get rid of this shit. Mm -hmm. You know, Kidder, um, I was going to ask you since you uh, held up that nice variety box. Is it as nice of a box as the Distill Brewery's Wild Series Sour box for their variety pack? Because if I recall from our Extreme Rules coverage when I brought over that variety pack, you were pretty impressed with that box. Because it is a cool box. Uh, definitely not as cool of a box. I mean, I, I would also be much, <clears throat> much more excited if it was 12 cans of Mountain Time. But alas, I will have to drive to Colorado or yes, probably just drive. So then I can buy some 12 packs of the Mountain Time and bring it back. And sell it at a premium. Because <laughs> it is a premium lager. <laughs> and for those wondering what uh, I'm meaning by the box, uh, the Wild Series Sours box actually had flaps and such. You, you could open it up and then you could reseal it. It was it was great. It was. Yeah. yeah. This is a one and, one and done. Three cans each. I mean, the design's pretty nice. But the functionality is still minimal, just like any other. Yeah. You know, the sad thing, too, with that is, you know, because that box is a one-and-done kidder, it's not like you can take the Mountain Time and the other beer out and enjoy those and then reseal it, wrap it up, and gift it to somebody as a holiday six-pack. You know, Christmas is coming up. I'm trying to help everybody else out there. It's a, it's a pretty, pretty astute observation, Howard Blues. Yes. Yes. I have those mm. every once in a while. Kidder, uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought up googly eyes. <laughs> Just weird how this shit happens to work out with uh, no pre-planning at all. Yeah. So I, I saw an interesting study that came out of uh, Japan uh, from the University of Tokyo. And what they were trying to do was they were they were testing a a problem that was an issue with self-driving cars. And he muted himself. Was, <laughs> he censored himself. It's great. Did I mute myself? Well, something muted you. Didn't want you to tell us about self-driving cars. The internet has become aware. Mm, Self-aware, even. Interesting. Um, anyway, the, the study basically found that part of the problem that people have with self-driving uh, cars, it's, it's, a it's a pedestrian <laughs> hazard. Because we have just, over the years, as we as humans have continued to slightly evolve, have come to realize that when we step out into a street and we're looking for traffic, we're actually looking for people behind the wheel. We're trying to make eye contact. We're trying to go, hey, do they see me as I go across? But in a driverless car, there's not a driver in there. And so you have people walking out in front of these things. So um, the University of Tokyo, in an attempt to uh, assess 
uh, came up with an interesting solution. They have found that one of the ways to solve that is to give us as pedestrians something to look at. And so they have put googly eyes on their self-driving cars. And these things do move around so that you can make eye contact with the car and actually see that it sees you. That's just creepy. Yeah. Um, And so the video here is kind of just showing, again, the the problem of not being able to, again, because you're looking for that, you don't see where the car is looking. Here with these googly eyes, you can see why the sensors are moving and picking you up. Um, But it also looks just absolutely ridiculous, which is great. It's like cars. There you go. Yeah. Think about this, though. Your neighbor across the street has his car back into his driveway. And the eyes are just there. And uh, you get up in the middle of the night, and unbeknownst to you, your neighbor has backed his car there. And you uh, get out of bed, and you... I should get something to drink. (sighs) And you come shuffling down and you're like, ah, got a glass of water. (sighs) That's pretty good. Hmm. What's outside? Ah! (laughs) Freaking car across the street. Detects you in in the window and goes and starts freaking staring at you. I recognize you. Wow, it's a nice glass of water you have there, neighbor. Get her, get her, I'm going to take this uh, scenario and I'm going to go one step further. Imagine that that vehicle is a Ford Ranger, Edward, Texas. Get it? Because the eyes of the Ranger are upon you. Anything you do, he's going to see. Because when you're in Texas, look behind you. That's where the ranger's going to be. <laughs> Come on. That was clever. That was good. It made you chuckle a little bit, if not groan. I mean... Ah? Huh? Ah? Huh? Well, maybe not groan, but the pain is growing. <laughs> Pressure in my brain. <laughs> Kidder's like, I'm not drunk enough for this conversation. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <clears throat> I've had a lot of alcohol this week, but clearly not enough. <sighs> hey, you know, it's uh, it's just going to be one of those episodes, Kidder. We got a lot of interesting topics on here, and uh, mm. you know that that's all right. It's uh, keeping it interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kid her, I, I guarantee you that I have 
at least one more topic that's going to make your uh, head explode. So it's coming up. Do uh, you you want to you want to do that now? No, no. Let's hmm. let's come back to that. Let, let's let you calm down after you know my Walker Texas Ranger reference and bring you know bring back the sanity a little bit, and then I'll I'll hit you again later. Well, you got to watch out because I'm going to roundhouse kick you just like Walker would. But it's I got at least you stay. I was going to say at least. I have a 30 minute head start. So find you. Don't worry. Get some freaking googly eyes on a car and just have it follow your dead ass. (laughs) I see you, Howard Blues. So you're out there walking and talking about Walker. Well, it just so happens in a blast from the past, I found my box from my Walkman. Yeah, that's right. Look at these bitchin' stats. 13,000 songs, which is only a fraction of what I have on the Killer Kidder show now on Spotify, which you can like. And subscribe to for free and listen to some great tunes that are constantly updated. But 20 gigabytes of storage. This was massive for 2003 because the the Sony Walkman had a hard drive inside it. And look at that. Yes, 30 hours of battery life. No iPod could handle it. Nothing close to it. You'd get like four. But, uh, I mean, look at that, right? Old school. The packaging, uh, there's nothing actually uh, in here anymore, um, clearly. But I should have prepared more. So it's, it's over there. Go ahead. Future Howard can edit out any awkward pauses. Well, they're not awkward when you're saying stuff in between that I won't hear because I don't have my headphones on. Right. I also know how to read lips, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Keep it up. (laughs) I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. You, you just keep it up. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get you just for men. For Christmas. Why? Because I'm going to increase your manhood 20% by just holding on to the box. That's why. That's why. To uh, coin a phrase from NDWF history, I know it's in here somewhere. I just can't find it right now. <laughs> there it is. Where's this little guy? Even has a backlight to it. And if you uh, happen to put it in your pocket or something like that, and uh, you don't want the built-in battery on, there's a hold button and a switch to turn on or off the battery. Yeah, it was great. 
The software was shit, but it was great. Even sound equalizers on it. That was uh, really helpful. Here's a little trip down memory lane. Hmm. With, uh, as you know, my old, old backpack. Yeah. Yep. You must have been uh, cleaning out some boxes. Yeah, uh, doing little uh, little uh, early spring cleaning. Mm. Really early. But uh, either way, <clears throat> the power adapter's around here somewhere, too. So I could charge it and see, see what's on it. I thought I had it in there, but uh, I shouldn't even say that. I know what's on here. A bunch of bitchin' tunes. I can neither confirm nor deny the bitching tunes. Well, I know Ain't My Bitch was on here, so there's at least one bitching tune. Mm. Yeah, man. I uh, I used to listen to this thing all the time. <clears throat> and then uh, here's something for you. Did you ever hate as you're walking and you're just out enjoying the day and you're listening to some tunes and you got your your earbuds in and you're just walking and you see somebody and you're like, Hey, and you try and keep walking and they stop and they would talk to you and you're like, Hey, yeah. Yep. Well, where's the, Oh yeah, it's over there. Okay. Yep. You put them back in, you start walking. They're like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And you take them out and you're like, okay, what? Oh yeah. The, the, what's the thing over there? Yeah. Okay. Put them back in like third time. They're like, hey, hey, hey. like, leave me alone. Try to listen to music. That ever happened to you? No, no, that didn't happen to me. That's weird because you always attract the weird people. So I figured it happened to you on like an hourly basis. Uh, yeah, no, no, not with, um, uh, not with while listening to music while walking. Um, never, never then. Um, which is, is always kind of thankful. I did kid her in like in later years, like I would actually go into like Best Buy with headphones in, not plugged into anything, but just in just to try to dissuade, um, their stores clerks from coming and talking to me. That worked for the most part. Well, good. I'm glad that you started circumventing their wildy ways. Hmm. Hey, kidder, I'm out. Yeah, it is. It is quite surprising. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was just craving a good tasty beer. I mean, it's been a week. I I, I needed that, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, somewhere someone is just finally like, he finally said it. <laughs> yes. That yes, just means that uh, you you have to drink because you said it. You did the thing. I, I, I did do the thing. So, Kidder is now pounding his beverage. Is he hoping for a what's on tap round two? That's yeah. the question. You start, and then by the end, I'll try and get these hop, hoppy, semi-IPA tastes out of my mouth. Wow. In a strange role reversal, Howard has finished his beer before Kidder. What is the world coming to? I don't know, but uh, Kidder, I, uh, I have winter. Yeah, I have here. Uh, this is from the mm -hmm. Dogfish Head 
Brewery. Uh, I have their Sequench Ale Session Sour. So, a different sour beer. Uh, blissfully brewed with lime juice, lime peel, black limes, and sea salt. So, a lot of limes. It's an ale with lime and sea salt. 4.9% alcohol by volume. Um, their slogan, off-centered ales for off-centered people. Uh, (laughs) that's probably a good point the most centered thing about you is your camera angle (laughs) yeah that's uh that's probably true um can't really smell the lime but again still trying to get past that whole dusty uh, house situation. Uh, But let's give this a taste. Hmm. Uh, Yep, it's a sour. What I will say is this, Kidder. I don't know that they needed the sea salt with this. Like the limes have a really nice taste to them. Like it, it's not like it's sour, but it's got a nice kind of like mellow, like aftertaste. But that sea salt mix in puts just kind of a, a slight bitter taste to it. It's just kind of like, Ugh. but otherwise, I like it. Hmm. It's got a nice finish. Yeah, I just wish it was, uh, Maybe not quite as salty, but uh, I'm going to enjoy it. It's good sour. So uh, I'd probably rate this, uh, oh, like a 4.2. Yeah. A very decent rating from this hmm. lime sour. Gitter, I saw you reach into the fridge. <clears throat> I saw you grab something. What, uh, what you drinking? Well, we uh we have a fresh fresh bit of hell. Now this what's on tap is brought to you by JS Gunslinger. Big thanks to JS Gunslinger for putting me through this. <clears throat> he uh pulled it out of the fridge and half frozen and said, Oh, here, use this for the content for the show. And I said, what are you sure? He's like, yeah, I was going to shoot him anyway. (laughs) Okay. So JS gunslinger, bringing us tonight's what's on tap part two with this lining Kugel lemon haze. India Pale Ale with natural lemonade flavor. The people in the painting are having more fun. In fact, if they started drowning, they would still be having more fun than what this would taste like. No, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm already prefacing what's going to happen. 
So according to this and their little bullshit story on the back here, Lining Kugel's Lemon Haze IPA is a deliciously balanced <laughs> hazy IPA that brings together notes of juicy lemons with the citrusy bitterness of American and German hops. Well, there's a war in your mouth. Enjoy our bright, citrusy, and refreshing Lemon Haze IPA all year long, the Lining Kugel family. And, of course, uh, six generations of uh, family brewing tradition. The best thing about this entire thing is that the aluminum is courtesy of our friends at Ball Corporation, a proud sponsor of your Colorado Avalanche. Let's see, 12 fluid ounces. Uh, the uh, Line and Kugel Brewing Company in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You can also visit them online at liney.com. Uh, four point, holy crap, the uh, print is terrible. 4.9% alcohol by volume in this thing. Uh, I guess that means I need to open up this piece of shit. I'm going to say, Kidder, I have had that on the show before. Mm. I also, that was my sacrificial for a while. So, oh, I know what you're about to drink. Hmm. Here's the weird thing. This almost tastes better than the last one I had. What the hell, man? <laughs> Maybe That's because of being frozen, it killed all of the shit taste. I just think it's a Lineys, so that's just, you know, Lineys is like the Budweiser of craft beer. You know, it's not. It's not anything super special. I like it because I can't taste the IPA at all. Like the other one tasted like an IPA. Did these sons of bitches switch labels on me? I think they pulled a fast one in the fridge. Like the, the beer gnomes got me. They're like, ha ha, we're going to switch these on them. Ha ha ha. You little bastards. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> I I wouldn't like sit down and drink a bunch of those. I mean, maybe if I was say sitting on the lake and it was a hundred degrees outside, I'd have a couple of those. Definitely choose that before I chose this thing. The 14 degrees. ESB, but hmm. now I'm I'm slightly confused. Hmm. Well, let's continue on because there's there's nothing better than continuing on. And since we're talking alcohol, I know you've spotted it behind me, and I haven't had a chance to talk about it. Oh, he's looking. 
I, I I mean, Kidder, let's face it, your your whole background is like a giant where's Waldo. Waldo's I'm just trying to find the nickelback answer. poster. Where is it? Or is he hiding it this week? Chad Kroger is looking in your window over you like the freaking googly eyed cars. So anyway. I could play along with that. I know, but it would be hilarious if he did. <laughs> so, uh, as I talked about before, the Metallica whiskey family got larger, and the Rye the Lightning is now available. And I was able to find a bottle in Bismarck for a cool $85. But now I can ride the lightning, baby. There it is. There it is. And look at this. Nice fighting Sioux green for the Kentucky straight rye whiskey blackened. Oh, yeah. Double cask finish. And uh, as they say, the in Madeira and rum casks. So... There's also that. What they do with the blackened rye is it's a marriage of high and low Kentucky straight rye whiskeys, double finished in the Madeira and rum casks and born in Bardstown, forged by sound. The interesting thing with the rye variant is that they do not have the different batch numbers with the sound infusion specific to those batches. So I don't know what the playlist is for the rye, but it is a 750 that you would buy it in 45% alcohol by volume. And it is a 90 proof rye whiskey. So uh, I'll wait for a special occasion to to uh, bust this thing open, <clears throat> but it'll just live back here for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, kid, we're only like eighteen episodes away from episode one hundred. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that may be the time. Or it may not be the time. We'll just have to see. That's what we call a tease. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I wanted to mention about regular blackened, as of last night, Z stopped over. Huge Metallica fan. Shouldn't even call him a fan. He's basically a Metallica freak at this point. Simply awesome. Love it. Absolutely love it. And as you know, I have my bottle of of the regular blackened in the Triple B fridge here. Now, the batch that I opened, as uh, you may or may not be able to see there, batch number 89. That's what uh, my bottle was that I opened here. And for a refresher, the blackened by itself. Is a collaboration of the finest hand-selected whiskeys, an unrivaled composition of craft and creativity, and uh, as mentioned before, born in cask, forged by sound, bottled 
by Sweet Amber Distilling Company in Shoreham, Vermont. So, blacken the world. He brought his bottle of blackened over. So, mine is 89, and his batch 104. So, we did a more or less blind comparison taste test where in one set of glasses I put the blackened from my bottle and in the second I put a batch out of his bottle here's the weird thing you can taste the difference they had different tastes in each bottle now, the overall composition, the same, the colors, the same, the whiskeys themselves are, again, the same. However, the taste, slightly different. Uh, my version of Blackened has a, a lot of the, the peppery notes, and it hits more on the top and sides of your tongue. And then you have this the smooth, warm finish afterward. But the other version isn't uh, as smooth. It's a little, a little harsher. Where you get the harsher notes at first, and then not as much as the warm finish afterward. It's very bizarre. Very bizarre. But what are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you think it's just a gimmick or do you think that there is more to it? Uh, you know, I, I'll put it this way. It comes off very gimmicky, right? When when you hear about it, it it, it sounds like a gimmick. However, I, it, I'm going to have to say that there has to be some actual, like, variation within the whiskey and such and i'm sure that that happens to other whiskeys you know uh you know slight variations something goes a little different in the you know in the manufacturing process can lead to a different taste but all that to say who's to say that vibrations don't matter you know it, it it's hard to to say, you know, that it works or it really doesn't. But I, it doesn't surprise me that there's a different taste. I wonder if you could do the same thing if you picked up two other. I'd go specialty whiskeys. I wouldn't go with the mass produced like Jack Daniels. But, you know, like if you picked up a, a really nice whiskey up here in North Dakota. And then maybe the next time you join rude boy, Kyle down in Iowa, he picks up the same and you guys tried it. If there was maybe a slight variation, mm. but I, again, I'm not a, I'm not a whiskey expert. I just play one on TV. <clears throat> or your computer or your phone. Uh, yes. As, uh, as you saw there, Howie blues, as you were uh, discussing that, I pulled up the Blackened Whiskey website where you can visit if you buy a bottle of Blackened. Uh, you don't have to buy a bottle, but you can visit it and say, oh, look, 
my bottles from batch 89 what songs did they use well mine has a damn good playlist look at that damage ink i disappear holier than thou the call of cthulhu and justice for all confusion my apocalypse and of course it's sad but true uh-huh very good so now as we take a look down the list to 104 this one's selected arranged by lars ulrich drummer from metallica that was just your life harvester sorrow dirty window yep maybe that's why it tasted a little tinny but it's uh, welcome home sanitarium whiskey in the jar literally one of my favorite and i feel one of the most underrated metallica songs fixer from reload wherever i may roam and we flash yeah great great stuff on here how many batches they got they got 131 apparently so that one ranged by james yeah hetfield yeah hmm. it's, it's very cool anyway <laughs> there it is whiskey remaster mastered now as we look at the products there's the original look at that platinum and the Ascot Awards. There's the Ride the Lightning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is a limited edition expression. And look at that. Five to eight year uh, on the Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey. So very, very happy about that. And then here's that other one that I was talking about. The Blackened Willet. The Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey finished in the Madaria Casks. Uh, this one, uh, yeah, a little, a little bit uh, specialty, for sure, for sure. The Black Album version. <clears throat> Here's the Cask Strength Batch One Twelve. I mean, look at even the color difference in that. Just, just crazy, crazy. The S and M Two Batch. I mean, that looks pretty, pretty damn cool. Vinyl box set. That's what we need. The 50 milliliter 15 pack. <laughs> That's what we need. Uh, let's go back up here and, and learn a little more about the rye, the lightning. I'm kind of nervous because it has the uh, rum casks. And as you know, I absolutely hate rum. But... Um, we can hope that it doesn't actually pull a lot out of it. Whoa, QR code. Oh, look at this. It has the Black Noise playlist. So, the Ride the Lightning intro, Call of Cthulhu, Creeping Death, Escape, Trapped Under Ice, the Kirk Solo, Fade to Black, for whom the Bell tools ride the lightning, of course, and fight fire with fire. That's a good playlist. 
your thoughts before we uh, roll on and get a, a a hot take or some other thing from you, Howard? Uh, you know, like it's interesting. It's interesting. I'll, I'll give you that. Next time you're here, sample. Mm. Okay. That's a that's a tease. Who knows when that'll be? Who knows when we'll get that? Mm-hmm. Hard to say. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow, but someday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get her! Ah! It, it's not one of the best times of the year. It was Fat Bear Week this last week. Any killer wedgies to go along with it? No, um, sadly, mm-hmm. because... That would just make this even uh, even better. Um, for those who don't know, um, we, we covered this last year because I am a fan. Uh, Katamine National Park uh, every year does an event called Fat Bear Week. And uh, let me just share some images here with you, Kidder. Uh, so this first one is the uh was their official kind of graphic showing the brackets showing who was up for vote here's the one of the interesting things this year kidder uh not as many named bears uh in this mm. year's competition uh so a lot of numbered bears week um, yeah which is sad because when they have a name you get behind them a little bit more uh, for those who don't know, uh, Katamaya National Park does this every year. They monitor the the grizzly bears um, as they eat the salmon and fatten up for the winter. And they take photos of them at the beginning of spring as the bears are coming out of hibernation. And they take photos of them after they have come out of um after the whole summer and you you look at the weight gain and you're supposed to try to pick which bear did the best, which bear put on the most weight so this was their was their bracket and their main graphic uh for it uh this year's final kidder came down to uh two bears in particular um and again they didn't give them names so boo on uh on them for that uh, but this year's two bears that made it to the finals, we have, and uh, here are the pictures. You can see the weight gain. We have bear uh, 747 going up against bear 909. So you can see there before. 747's got to win. Mm. Kidder's, Kidder's hitting it hard with the 747. Any particular reason? Mm-hmm. Because I saw it and it just went boing. He'll be here all night, folks. All night. Until Howard says I'm going to bed. Flew through that one. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Try and stick the landing. Well, Kidder, you will be glad to know uh, that you are correct. And this year's winner. Yeah, was Bear Seven Four Seven bringing home the gold? Uh, that was the the winner. Now, Kidder, here's the interesting thing: because normally we would just 
enjoy this as you know it's fun it's fat bear week but kidder there was controversy in fat bear oh, week no it's good thing we're here to report on that because no other media outlets in the country or in the world are reporting on this and damn it that's why we're here to bring you the juicy action yeah kidder apparently early in the uh the, the competition and and this is as i said it's all votes so they put up the photos and you can tune in every day and vote for which bear you think is the fattest kidder apparently somebody feels so strongly about fat bear week i'm guessing there was some gambling going on with this maybe somebody put a one chip challenge chip up on this because kidder uh officials who were running this uh event happened to catch that somebody was stuffing the ballots uh they were able to see that some people were going in and basically voting multiple 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 times to ensure certain bears would win uh once this was discovered those votes were thrown out so that we could preserve <laughs> the, the sanctity <laughs> and integrity imagine that bear if that week. happened in like a regular election not just this year but like any year we gotta preserve the integrity of election get the ballots how they're supposed to be well <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh. hey kidder now kidder, what? you want a you want a hot take did i just give you one <laughs> No, no, I actually have a different hot take about no. hot or about fat bear week. Oh, good lord. Well, you better lay it out there like a hot steaming pile of bear dung. Kidder, we're both fans of graphic design, and you might remember that first graphic I showed you that showed the bears and looked like it showed the matchups and all of that. Yeah. Here's my hot take. It's great that you thought to do that. What sucks is when you don't actually follow the brackets. Um, as I've been following this kidder, they would change the graphics all the time like this uh, so that you could see which bears were up. But did you notice this kidder? It's all filled in. All of the brackets are filled in. And what's happening is yeah. as, as bears would lose, they would just get ghosted out. So the brackets had nothing to do. Nobody, like you see here, bear 164 wins. It's not that he gets moved up. All of a sudden, bear 435 is up there. Thus showing that whoever made this graphic does not understand how tournament brackets work. And that brings me to my day. If you don't know how it works, don't use that as the theme for your graphic. Because Kidder, I kept checking in on this and I kept getting confused over like who was winning because it doesn't really matter. You can see our winner 747 is here at the beginning. 747 never makes it any further up this bracket. They just keep eliminating other bears off of it. In fact, you can even, well, down here in the early set, they were a little bit better about it. Um, but yeah, it was a 
something they just really didn't follow. So I, if you're going to put them in brackets like this, put them in brackets and actually follow the brackets. Not a fan. That's some bullshit right there. Mm-hmm. In fact, like practically false advertising. Maybe we should sue them and then we can fund this show for the next six to eight months. Uh, Kidder, this is Katamai National Park, which means that they're part of the Department of the Interior, which means they're part of the national government. We don't, we're not going to win against the national government. Well, I know that plenty of other people have won lawsuits against the government. So let's add beer, blues, and BS on top of it. Because why? Because them, that's why. Kidder, it's also the Department of the Interior and a national park. And, um, their funding is always in jeopardy. So let's let's not. Let's not. Let's well, let's maybe that's why their funding's in jeopardy, because they do stupid shit like this. Hey. Oh man, we can't give those idiots any more money. They can't even make a simple flow chart. That's why they don't get any money. No, uh, uh, listen. <laughs> the, the flow chart has nothing to do with making money. The flow chart has to do with the fact that you have some national park graphic designer mm. who doesn't understand sports. Okay. Let's take it to the next level then, because they go to some congressional hearing about defending why and how they need this money and they have to make a PowerPoint. And so they show the PowerPoint and uh, yes, Senator, uh, we are here today to ask for another $25 million for U.S. park improvement across the U.S. park system. As we know, the park systems are very, very wonderful for the citizens of the United States of America. Great, great to show off our heritage and the beauty of this great country uh, to not only the citizens of the United States, but also to those visiting from other countries around this wonderful world. And as we look at slide one, we can see Oh, look, there's there's a bear graph, and uh, uh, that's our competition to see uh, the, the fattest bear. It really gets people involved, and, and uh, uh, this is the flow chart uh, the, f- f- for this competition. Uh, could you answer why, why they're all over the place, and who actually won this? Uh, well, thank you for the question, Senator. Uh, that would be Bear 747, as you see on the far left side, that didn't actually make it to the championship bracket, but somehow won anyway. Could you show us a flow chart of where the money is going? Absolutely, Senator. Let's, let's take a look at the next graphic. Uh, as you can see here, it's a picture of a bridge and... A dollar sign going to the other side. Can we go to the next slide? Uh, yes. As we take a look here, it's uh, one of the many astound ranger posts over our beautiful national parks, uh, watching out for forest fires and apparently fat bears or not fat bears. And as we look closer, oh, it's 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 Ranger Jake in, in there, Ranger Jake. Look at him watching out over the Montana prairie. <laughs> I could keep going, but I've I beat that horse just like apparently <clears throat> apparently that, the funding for the US park system is getting beat. 
<laughs> I was going to say, Kidder, that the better joke would be when they ask the question about, can you explain where the funding is going? I can, right after I show you this picture of our winner, 747, and pops up and, man, that's a huge bitch. And people would forget what the question was. <laughs> the truckloads of salmon that were trucked in to feed all of the bears because we don't have enough salmon in the rivers to actually feed them. Mm-hmm. Ah, that was dark and depressing now. Uh, by the way, go visit your uh, friendly folk at all of the state and national historical sites because, damn it, they need help too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, uh, you know, since we're jumping the shark, Kidder, let's just continue that uh, that jump. And, uh, you know, we jump haven't talked wrestling. People are going to be surprised that they took us this long into the show to get to it. But uh, I see you put on the run sheet you want to. Do a little wrestling roundup. So, oh, yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, here's the Mark Kidder with your wrestling roundup while Howard Blues takes a nap. Gonna roll right on through this like a, a one, two, three. <clears throat> In case you were interested, uh, by the time this airs, your friend Elias will have returned. In this timeline, Elias returned on Monday. Couple other pieces to note. Uh, number one, it was the DX 25th anniversary. That was pretty cool. They used the Jeep uh, as in the uh, like World War II or, you know, an older Jeep that was, it was the same Jeep that was used when they invaded D- WCW. <laughs> That's a fun fact for you. Uh, Brock Lesnar returned and beat up Bobby Lashley. And as a result, Bobby Lashley continued the match with Seth Rollins and ended up losing the United States Championship to Seth Rollins. So your new United States Champion on Monday Night Raw is Seth Rollins. Uh, DX ended Monday Night Raw which uh, was a pretty fun segment because they let Road Dog do the New Age Outlaws intro. And of course, you know, they do the Road Dog Jesse James. And you can't have that part without the badass Billy Gunn. But Billy Gunn works for the competition right now. So to include him without actually including him, as you and I know that Road Dog held up the microphone for the crowd to fill in the badass Billy Gun. They also gave a shout out to China. So there's that. <clears throat> Interesting fact for you Corey Graves on commentary said, Yeah, the other guy is currently doing something with office supplies. That's brought up because Daddy Ass is working with the acclaimed and of course the scissor is their big thing office supplies gotta love the insider information scissored me howard no i refuse dirty bastard all right well we'll just continue on also your good brothers gallows and anderson have returned 
and are now working with AJ Styles. So there you go. The OC are back. As we continue on into the week of wrestling, AEW made their debut in Canada. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They were up in uh, Toronto, which uh, was a pretty big show for them because it is their Canadian debut. First time they've been up there, north of the border, and Renee Paquette. She is now all elite. Hashtag all elite. Yes, that's right. John Moxley's better half is now an interviewer on AEW. And then there was a match with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy where Luchasaurus picked up the victory there. Uh, you remember Boy Meets World, right, Howie? You remember, remember yeah. Boy Meets World? Well, I don't know when, where, how, why, or what, but in this multiverse, the acclaimed ran into Topanga, and they scissored. So clearly, the celebrities also love the acclaimed. Uh, Wardlow and Samoa Joe are somewhat of a tag team right now, which is kind of interesting. So they call, go by War Joe. <laughs> kind of, kind of, kind of cute. Uh, they're beating the shit out of everybody because Samoa Joe's the uh, Ring of Honor television champion, and Wardlow is the TNT champion. What was cool about this segment is <clears throat> Brian Cage, Nick Camarado, and QT Marshall came out uh, with the factory, and they started yelling at him, and they were talking about uh, how FTR basically suck. And FTR came out to a huge pop, which was great, and then they beat the shit out of uh, the other team, and Sean Spears! Returned in pretty much his hometown, Toronto. And uh, that was, you know, pretty decent. They even used the perfect 10 piece to to tease him before he uh, made his way out. So, uh, throw there, Howie Blues. I can add what? to that. <clears throat> There was actually speculation that Sean Spears was uh, actually going to depart AEW. Uh, he even posted goodbye as a uh, gif on Twitter. Uh, mm. Sean Spears is 41 years old, so it made sense that, uh, especially since he hasn't wrestled since May, that he uh, might not return. So it was an even bigger surprise than mm. what people thought. Also, Howie Blues, his wife, Cassie Lee, is now pregnant with their first child. Which would then further fuel the, thanks, see you later. But I can also see them needing some money because they got a kid on the way. <sighs> so then uh, Swerve Strickland and Daddy Ass Billy Gunn had a match. Swerve Strickland is apparently a heel now and cheated to win. And then 
Smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nice came out. Uh, Mark Sterling apparently uh, trademarked the word scissor me and it was going to sue the shit out of the acclaimed if they use that. Uh, MJF is uh, pissed at Stokely for some interaction from last week. William Regal uh, got involved uh, last week as well. And so there's some backstage progression there. John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page are set to go at it for the AEW Championship. Of course, by the time this airs, that will be two weeks old worth of news. But <clears throat> that's happening on Dynamite next week. Also, Jericho as the Lionheart and Brian Danielson, the third time they have met, and this was for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Big match. There were some shenanigans. Chris Jericho retains. So there's that. Uh, also, there was uh, a tag match between uh, Britt Baker and uh, her clan and Sheeta Storm, Hikaru Sheeta and Tony Storm. And uh, Sheeta Storm picked up the victory there. Uh, let's, as we continue, uh, Rampage. Earlier tonight, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli against the Butcher and the Blade. As we return to Dynamite this past week, <clears throat> Pack the Bastard and OC Orange Cassidy. Guess what, Howard? I, uh, I've already seen this, <laughs> so I know. So I won't well, guess. Fine. Dan Housen was out there as Pac tried to grab the hammer to ring the bell and gave him the curse and then uh, ended up with a nasty ass DDT Orange Cassidy with the orange punch. Boom. Orange Cassidy wins his first AEW championship on his 68th victory, orange confetti and all. Your new all Atlantic champion is the OC Orange Cassidy. And he's got a shirt to prove it. <laughs> Let's see. As we continue fast forwarding through the week of wrestling. Bray Wyatt was teased for SmackDown. I ended up watching that, and I'll get to that very shortly. Did you know Soraya, as she was with WWE, her contract ended, and then she was, uh, I guess, unhappy, for lack of a better term, because of Vince and et cetera, et cetera. So... Regime change there. Triple H takes over. And then, well, they tried to bring her back. And really, WWE wanted to bring Paige back. And 
essentially, according to the info from Soraya's Patreon, is that there was a positive discussion between WWE, the current administration, and Soraya, but Soraya wanted to do outside projects without having to give up some of the money and a couple other things is basically why she went over to AEW. They were, by the way, going to get her cleared to wrestle uh, any way they could. Interesting, right? Uh, it It is, although it's interesting um, the rumors that I had heard was that um, the WWE wasn't trying to clear her um, and was just kind of letting her basically sit there. Um, when she did ask, they just kind of ignored. So, because um, the, the commentator I heard, so that Triple H was actually kind of shocked to learn that WWE hadn't tried to re-sign her and that they hadn't really given her a chance to be cleared. So that's the story I heard. How much is true on that? I don't know, but I'll throw that out there as a thing I heard. And definitely with the previous regime, they had her under contract. They wouldn't let her out. They, they made her sit out her time. And I could see that being a big reason why she would be pissed. I mean, I would be pissed. You're not doing anything with me. Sit at home and get paid. Okay, that's cool to some extent, but if you want to do what you want to do, you want to go wrestle or something? Eh. Not, not cool. A potential signing. This is speculation. Purely speculation. Uh, Vincent and Dutch. Uh, they were part of the righteous in ring of honor and they were on impact. They just finished their contract. Uh, apparently WWE has filed trademarks for uncle Harper and uncle Howdy. And some people assume that's related directly to Bray Wyatt and that they will use those names for Vincent and Dutch. Not quite sure. They they have the the uh, Wyatt family look to them. Mm -hmm. um, hey, so yeah, a couple of other interesting things, kind of with that and like the whole Bray Wyatt stuff. It sounds like it. Everything I hear says that it's going to be the Wyatt Six, so he's going to have a faction. Um, sounds like his brother, Bo Dallas, is going to be making a return, and he could be one of the members of the Wyatt Six. Um, and then just as a, a fun fact, um, the whoever it was who portrayed Abby uh, the Witch at Bray Wyatt's return at Extreme Rules, the mask that they wore was actually uh, Luke Harper slash Brody Lee's mask that he wore as part of the... Um, the Bash brothers uh, when him and Eric Rowan were under that gimmick. So that mask being reused there. So just as a fun fact for you. 
Mm, yes. <clears throat> we'll return to Bray Wyatt and company shortly. According to Mr. Metzler, recovery for Mothon Cody Rhodes is going better than expected. So good for Cody Rhodes. On this evening's SmackDown, Sami Zayn and Kofi Kingston, L.A. Knight fought the Maximum Male Models. Uh, who did he? Who did he fight? Monsoir, I believe, and then uh, the <clears throat> Fatal Four Way between Ricochet, Sheamus, Carrying Cross, and uh, Solo gets the Intercontinental title shot. There was some shenanigans there. Rey Mysterio threatened to quit. Went to Triple H, talked to him, and ended up getting a contract with SmackDown, was inserted into that match, and your number one contender for the Intercontinental title is Rey Mysterio. He uh, did that because he didn't want to fight Dominic. Also on tonight's Rampage, again, the Blackpool Combat Club against the Butcher and the Blade. Ethan Page versus Isaiah Cassidy. The Pinnacle versus The Embassy. And Nyla Rose versus Anna Jay. Uh, Shinsuke Mas- uh, Nakamura, part of the Three Musketeers, was also at Antonio Inoki's funeral. So a good show of respect there. Now, as we talk about SmackDown, right at the very end of the episode, Bray Wyatt. Brand new theme. And it's not a ripoff or remix of some old theme. And I uh, so far like it. I was hoping to find a good version of it to be able to listen to it, but... So far, so good. He showed up wearing street clothes, basically, and essentially talked about being just himself the first time that he's revealed himself and talked about uh, a lot of challenges that he ran into over the past two years, losing his confidence, losing his career, and losing people close to him. And then he wanted to thank everybody. And as he was talking and thanking people, he got cut off by a video montage with the new mask and the glitches and whatnot, uh, saying that essentially, you know, you will, you'll meet me who's inside. Talk about everything. It's going to be new. It's going to be different. And uh, the... And that was done. Let's hop on over to Rampage quickly and Blackpool Combat Club pick up the win. Hangman Adam Page still going after Moxley a little bit, trying to build for that match coming up. <clears throat> Dark Orders backstage and uh, the AFO have been trying to get the Dark Orders number 10 to sign with them. So. Dark Orders number 10 challenges Roosh. If he wins, AFO leaves them alone for good. 
And uh, Stu Grayson returns and says he's not going to miss this. Interestingly enough, there's that. Jericho Appreciation Society was out on Rampage. And there's a little uh, segment there. Not too bad. Uh, some other notes. Ethan Page defeats Isaiah Cassidy with Ego's Edge. And Private Party and uh, Matt Hardy's contracts now belong to the firm. That was a stipulation as part of that match. Uh, the best friends have challenged Death Triangle for the Trios Championship on Dynamite. And then the uh, main event for Rampage was FTR with Sean Spears versus Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. So, when it comes down to it, Sean Spears hit the C4 a pinnacle when the main event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, the Kingdom make their way out, and it's Maria Canellis introducing themselves and that they want the IWGP and Ring of Honor tag titles. So now they have appeared order on AEW. So we'll see what happens. It's the wide, wacky, waving, inflatable, flailing world of professional wrestling that's about enough for this week we'll be back maybe next week or something with more anyway <sighs> cheers Howard what you got in your mind you got something on your mind I uh, just how much I hate Facebook meta business. I'm I'm trying to fix Skitter because our, our episode with uh, the Midnight Rocker Tate came out and it's not tagging him on our post. It's just got the at sign that. So I'm trying to fix it, but I have to go into meta business to do it. And it uh, it's being a pain in the butt. Hmm. Would you like me to do it? Would yeah, go like for it. Take, I will take Facebook and I will put it in its place. Mm. Yes. Um, although it puts you me like in a the weird new position. thumbnail. I the uh the new thumbnail. Did you change the thumbnail? Maybe. Not my internet is not that great that I can check on this <laughs> shit, you know, so I could just use with a nice, simple yes or no. Uh, <clears throat> Let me pull it up. I'm, I'm, you, you were saying something about. <clears throat> uh, you're saying something about something. I forget where I was. That with it you're you're in the middle of something i i know and i forget where i'm at with it because you threw in the thumbnail thing and pissed <laughs> threw, me off through a cur 
threw a curveball at you. All right. So I, I did not change the thumbnail for the video. I updated our profile picture thumbnail just a little bit, just a little tweak, some bigger beer, some bigger blues, some bigger bullshit. I, I had seen that. Um, I'm Trying okay with it. The circle. I, I get that. Uh, I say I'm okay with that, Kitter. It is just because you didn't tell me you were going to do that. I have, like, it has thrown me off when I look for, like, because our brains get really programmed to look for the microphone. So I, it, it has thrown me off a little bit with that. Like, I don't mind that you changed it. And, you know, you're, you're fully able and, you know, capable of doing that. And it's not like I care that you necessarily did, except you didn't tell me. So it's been a little bit of an adjustment period. So, if I seem a little tense with this whole like, and I go, did you change this? Well, you have to go look. This is why. Just, damn it, man, send me a text. Just say, change the profile pic, and I would have been okay. I know I got to look for something different. (laughs) In my defense, it's fairly different. (laughs) It it is barely different. It's a big enough change. It's it's a big enough change that like I don't catch it quite as quickly when I'm like looking for things. It yeah. Anyway, Kidder, you put down that I we fixed, have eleven topics. What what's I the eleventh topic? <laughs> Howard's pissed off. That's that's topic eleven. <laughs> I fixed the thing. Good. Good. <laughs> Oh man. I thought about doing three B's, you know, like the triple B. But then I'd have to have to put the other stuff on there. You know, tired. <clears throat> Maybe I'll look into that. Uh well, Kidder, we may not have actually really had a topic 11, but we do have a topic 12 hmm. um, because you sent me a video and it was a video of a hockey fight. And it was a uh, fight that took place between the Bismarck Bobcats and the St. Cloud Norsemen. Yeah, um, quite the fight, huh? Uh, yeah, in fact, <clears throat> I found a, a news article and I was reading it on the uh, car trip in from Driscoll because uh, my wife was driving. And I, I thought I would share it here because this is more than just a fight, Kidder. I don't know if you know all of this, but uh, so the Bismarck Bobcats picked up a 7-4 win over the St. Cloud Norseman uh, Saturday at the VFW Sports Center. But it wasn't the score that got the junior hockey world talking. The two teams combined for 226 penalty minutes in the contest. Awesome. Uh, yeah, with St. Cloud's Jake Hazu and Bismarck's Adam Patilla each receiving 69 penalty minutes apiece. Nice. Uh, the teams tangled throughout, but the brunt of the penalties were assessed after a massive brawl midway through the third period. 
As a result of the melee, here you go, Kidder. You'll, you'll enjoy this. Hazu received the following penalties. A two-minute instigator minor. A five-minute fighting major. A 10-minute fighting misconduct. A 10-minute misconduct for continuing an altercation. A 20-minute instigator misconduct. And a 20-minute misconduct for abuse of an official. All at 823 of the third period. <laughs> yeah. Hazu uh, and teammate Wyatt Worst were listed as suspended on St. Cloud's line chart before the Norseman's contest against Minot on Sunday night. The length of those suspensions is not known. The NAHL said it does not. It does announce suspensions, and the St. Cloud Norseman said team policy is not to comment on player suspensions. The league, however, does have policy established for fighting on its code of conduct page. Serious infractions may include suspensions and or fines levied against the team. Uh, so there you go. Uh, some interesting uh, news in regards to uh, that brawl. And uh, future Howard will play the video. So you all should have seen that by now if you are watching on our YouTube. And uh, Kidder, with that amazing assortment of penalties, we've been talking for quite a while. It's time we wrap this up with some plugs. Well, here's a two-minute major. Yes, a two-minute major. Why is it only two minutes? Because that's all we have time for. Because if it were a five-minute major, well, then we'd be here longer. And Howard's ready to go to bed. <laughs> so we cut, we cut it over in half. All right. Like us. Facebook. We're on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. Please follow us there and join us on the social media. Comment, share, like. We'd appreciate it. Then... Hit up BeerBluesBS.com, our website, BeerBluesBS.com, right here on the bottom of the page, BeerBluesBS.com. Visit us online and get all the links to the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the YouTubes, a bunch of audio sites, and, of course, the merch store. While you're on BeerBluesBS.com, visit our merch store. Please and thank you. Great stuff on there from glasses, like pint glasses, of course, with sweet designs to T-shirts sweatshirts aprons so when you're cooking on the grill you can be stylish styling and profiling beerbluesbs.com click merch also visit us on our audio platforms all over the place iHeartRadio, google podcasts apple podcasts amazon podcasts itunes of course spotify pandora we're on Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, Player FM, those sorts of things. Plus, you never know. There's probably more of them. Just go onto your favorite audio listening service, search Beer Blues and BS, and please subscribe for free. Then, of course, as Howard mentioned, we're on YouTube, the video version right in front of your face. Bring us into your home. The trip will be live, loud, and in living stereo color 
Yes, Beer Blues and BS on YouTube. All those links and much more, beerbluesbs.com. So let's wrap it up because it's been almost two minutes. He's Howard Blues, and I'm the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder. Thank you for joining us for this and every episode of Beer Blues and BS. Hope to see you on the next one. Remember, keep your glass at least half full. There's some free beer tomorrow, and we will catch you on down the frozen tundra Tuscan Highway. Have a good one. See you on the next episode of Beer Blues and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. I'm not going to lie, I'm trying to remember what bad news is on the run sheet. Well, that's not good. No. <laughs> um, what was it? What was I going to talk about? It was something. It was something good. But it was kind of like, I, I need to get this run sheet out. There was something good. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll put down bad news because I'll remember exactly what that was. What was it? Boy, and it was something good too. What was it? What was it? Damn, Kidder, now I'm really upset with myself that I can't remember what the bad news was. That's how she goes. Yeah, I, I know. I was really excited about it because I was going to do the whole Kidder, I got some bad news for you. And I've got some bad news. Yeah, see, because I knew you would do that. Wasn't wrestling related. Wasn't hockey related. Oh, that's gonna, that's gonna bug me. That's gonna bug me because I literally tried to get this thing out, you know, because I was. It's been a long week, so I was trying to get it out before I go to work or left work today, and I was like, I'll just quickly send it. Type 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 type. You know, all of that, and I'm like, okay, how am I gonna remember these topics, and what's the shortest things I can put in to do it? It's like, oh, bad news. Oh, okay, yeah, that's 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 this thing. I'll remember that. Well, hopefully, maybe as we're talking about stuff, it'll jot my memory. So I'm not going to... Oh. <laughs> okay, Kitty, you want to talk about your technical difficulties. I have one of these salami whips mm-hmm. because I was going to I was gonna snack on it here before we started the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then right, right there in the corner there, you say, see where it says, open here. Uh-huh. 
So, Kidder, I've been sitting here picking at this thing, trying to get the, you know, so I could get into it. I mm-hmm. finally opened it up. Guess what? Mm-hmm. That, that, that's that's not that's where that's just the sticker. Yeah, that's that's just a sticker. You have to tear it down down here. Uh huh. Here's mm-hmm. here's the funny thing about that because uh, I busted into that about two hours ago as well. Did the exact same thing. Not all the way, but a good two inches, three inch pull off the sticker like that. Yeah. What'd you think of the whip? Nice taste to it. I just thought that you would get, you know, a a bit of joy out of the fact that it's just this really long meat stick. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was somewhat confused, and that kind of agitated me because it's one giant stick. So that part agitated me. Yeah. You know what agitates me? When I forget a really good topic. You know, that's what what happens when you get old. Damn. I'm not getting any younger. Still not ringing a bell, huh? No. And it was something really good. Like it was like, oh, there's gonna be an amazing topic. And there's a part of me that wants to believe that somebody else was involved with it too. Like it wasn't just bad news for you. Mm. But I can't I have drawn a total blank. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right, well, I'm, that's not going to come to me. At least not just sitting here. Oh. I'm ready if you're ready. Come to Butthead. Uh, uh.